Welcome to the INY podcast. Each week we will post the great messages that are preached at our Friday night services. So if you missed it or you just want to listen back again, this is the place for you. Let's get into it. Now, uh, I was homeschooled for my high school years. That's right, big rep right there. And I used to go uh, ice skating with the homeschool group once a week. I know what you're thinking. And yes, homeschoolers have friends. It's real. It's true. And we have like a little homeschooling group, all right? It was sick. Bro, once a week on a Tuesday morning for like two hours, we went ice skating every single week. It was really fun. And there are a lot of little games that started to form on the ice skating rink with this homeschool group, all right? Because after you do it for enough time, just skating on the ice becomes really boring because you get like really good at it and you're like, well, I can go backwards and like do the crossover thing. And it's like, well, what more can I do, you know? Like, let's start doing some games. So first game, because pretty quickly you learn to do the old like, like slide stop. Real cool. But then the competition is who gets the biggest like ice spray from it. So we all run as fast as we can and we're like, and it's like, who gets the biggest one? Bam. That's the first game. So that's getting a bit more intense, right? Who can make the biggest pile of snow by scraping the ice with your skates? And they kicked you off the ice for doing that. <laughs> so you'd run as fast as you can and then you'd drag your foot like this for as long as you could and you'd build up this big pile of snow. And they'd be like, could the people that are making the snow piles please stop or get off of the rink? Thank you. And you're like, whoop, sorry. (laughs) Who can ghost someone for the longest time without them noticing? On ground, hard. On ice, astronomically impossible, okay? Because people don't just, like, go the same speed. Walking, people like this, but people on the ice are like... (laughs) And you're like, whoa, 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 and you've got to, like, you know... So ghosting someone on the ice. And then, top level, like, absolute master rank was how long can you ghost a figure skater? I don't know if you guys know what a figure skater is. Other people do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm kidding. I never ever would ghost a, uh, a figure skater because I'd get my head chopped off with their like ice skate. But this is a game that. So, uh, okay. The ghosting of the figure skaters never happened. But this game is legit. This was the main one. This was the favorite game of all. Okay. Okay, now, like, out of all... See, you guys are good. Those, some people over there, some people weren't. You guys are lucky because you got to look anyway. <laughs> but the game was, how many people can you get to look somewhere? And it sounds boring, but trust me, when you hear about how it works, like, there's like, there's like that, it's like, oh, made you look, you dirty chook, level one, okay? <laughs> we went up to, like, level ten, and this is how it works. You create a statement that makes people look for long enough with enough urgency that others are actually going to be influenced by them pretty quickly because you say, you just skate past, like there's like a group of five people just kind of skating slowly along the side and you and your mates, you just go past, you're like really slowly and you just say, is that going to start a fire? <laughs> and one person in that group hears and goes, what? And they look up and then all their friends are all of a sudden, they're all looking up <laughs> and they're skating and you literally, that's all it is and you walk away and if you get the right statement and push it enough with enough of like a, they all see you go, and then just back away into the darkness and then it's see. They're looking, all right, another group is skating past them. What are they looking at? This is fire, what? You've got eight people and you're sitting on the side watching. All of a sudden, all right, because there's a lot of different things you can say. Like the fire's a good one. What about, gee, you'd think they would have called the NRMA by now. I don't know, just be random. Gee, you feel like the RSPCA would be here by now. And they're like, what, what, what's up? And people are just looking. 
my favorite one. Jeez, how long is that guy going to hold on for? Goodness me. What a legend. And everyone's looking, and you walk away. The crowd starts to gather, and within minutes, 20 people are standing on the ice looking at nothing. Victory. All right? Victory. That's how you win that one. So. But honestly, I mean, as humans, we tend to do this, don't we? Like, we we see someone do something, and we kind of just, not all the time, obviously not every time, but sometimes we just kind of, we start doing it, right? We we all catch the woe now sometimes. Like, what the heck? See, look... (laughs) Yeah, my favorite one is the from little thing, big things grow. You go like this? Yeah, that's good. All right? But look, we dab. Now some random people are singing, rise and shine. Just because one person did it, and now it's like the biggest thing on the internet because like, rise and shine. It's like, I don't know. Now, obviously, that can be good and it can be bad. That kind of nature within us as humans to just... We see and we follow. We see it and we just do it. Like, that's just, that's just how we are sometimes. You get some AirPods because everyone's getting AirPods. And then, or at least, you know, something that looks like AirPods. Wait, shh. Shh. Boy, be quiet. I'm talking to you. You get home with some AirPods or, like, AirPod ripoffs, and your mum's like, why the heck do you have those? What happened to the cables? You know, like, what's going on? You're like, I don't know, everyone's getting them. She's like, if everyone started jumping off a cliff, would you start doing that too? And, and I'm thinking about this, right? And I'm like, to be honest, I mean, like, if everyone, like, if everyone started doing that, like, we probably would, wouldn't we? Like, if everyone just started, you'd be like, oh, wonder what's, I wonder what's at the bottom. Like, they're all doing it. Bro, Kim Kardashian just jumped off of that thing. I mean, she's influential. What's down there? I don't know. But what I want to talk about tonight, and, and Matt talked about last week, sorry, and Matt's going to talk about this next week is what I meant to say. Matt's going to talk about this next week as well, is how us as Christians, all right, as people who love Jesus and we want to be more like Jesus, we should be observing how Jesus lived and doing that in our own life. That's what I want to talk about today, all right? Not rise and shine, or like that, like Jesus, right? We should be looking at Jesus, observing what he does, and then replicating that exactly in our lives. That's what we should do as Christians. So we have talked about Jesus this last couple of weeks, about who he is. He's my creator. We talked about how he's the son of God. He's real. He's not just some story that we read about in the Bible. Like he's He's one of the most historically grounded, supported figures in all of the Earth's history. Like, there is so much backing for the legitimacy of Jesus and of the Bible. He's real. And so today I want to talk about how Jesus is my example. That's what this is about. Jesus is my example. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, this is my favorite verse of Scripture. has been for a while. It says this. And listen closely. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get, a get, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. 
Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Who knows that life sometimes is tough, right? Life's not perfect. Things happen. Pain is deep. Sickness is real. Hurts happen. People let people down. Friendships fail. Families aren't perfect. And life can just be really hard sometimes. And even though it sounds kind of, kind of depressing to say that, or like I'm like preaching, I'm like oh, life is hard, things happen and it's bad, right? But the truth of the matter is that life isn't perfect. But becoming a Christian is not the doorway out of all of those problems. Becoming a Christian isn't the thing that suddenly removes those problems from your life. But it's the chance to walk alongside the one who designed you and has the best plan for your life. So to help you guys understand what I just said, I'm going to talk about my car for a second. It's got a few issues. Sorry, car. For as long as I've owned it, Mazda 3, it's a really great car. I love it. It's got a big, big boot so I can fit my instruments in. And it has had well use from people that I know very well. But look, um, the driver's side window doesn't go down. For as long as I've had the car, it hasn't gone down, okay? And uh, you can try. You can press the button, and it gets about halfway, and you're like, oh, this is sweet. It's like, mm, and it goes, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, <laughs> what the heck? And it doesn't go down. And you're like, okay, we'll put it up. And it's like, <laughs> and it doesn't go up. And you're like, okay, so now my window's stuck halfway. So you have to get out of your car, go to the other side, and pull it from this side with both your hands. And then once it's like out of the rut, you like press it, but your arm has to go through to press it. So you're like, oh, no, please don't. And then, and then you get inside, and you press it up, and it's like, and you're like, okay, there. It's pretty stuffed, right? So as a result, getting parking tickets, you know, drive through fast food, you always get the looks, man. You open the door, they're like, this is, okay, well, sure, there you go. <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry, it doesn't work. You know, someone you know drives up next to you in the, at the red light, and they're like, and they wind down the window, and, like, and you're just like, I mean, I could open my door, but it could go green. I don't know. Not only that, but one of my headlights, it works. It's actually, it works fine. Like when it's on, it's exactly the right direction. It's bright, it's good. But it normally starts working after you slap it like one or two times. One, if you're lucky and it's a good slap. Two, if you just walk over and you're just kind of like, and it's like, boom, and the headlights are like, okay, cool. And now we can start driving, right? It's a bit weird. But if I had all these issues with my car, I'm not going to drive my car all the way down to Nepean Square, go across the road to Gary Clark's orthodontics and say, hey, Gaza, my car's window ain't going up. Can you have a look? Son, I'm an orthodontist. I look at teeth, not cars. What are you doing? (laughs) All right? I don't take my car to Gary Clark, the orthodontist. And in the same way, if I fall and I break my ankle, I'm not going to run to super cheap auto. And be like, hey, guys, I'm in a bit of a pickle here. You got anything for a broken ankle? They're like, what? And you're like, the ad said everything auto and much, much more. Is the ankle included in the much, much more? Or is that like a different, like, where am I? In the same way, all right? When I'm looking for the person who's going to be able to help make my life the way that it's meant to be, the way that it's going to be the best life possible, not, like a, not just like making it through, you know? Not just like 
make and do with what's happening and it's like it's hard. But, you know, but if I want to live my life to the fullest, the best life I can live, I shouldn't be modeling it or, or taking it to, you know, Kylie Jenner, rise and shine, or to culture, or to trends, or to what's happening with the people around me. That's like taking my car to the orthodontist, you know? Like, it's like taking my broken ankle and saying, everything auto and can you help this? Like, it doesn't work, right? If I want to live my life the way that it's meant to be lived, to the fullest, and have the best life I can, not the perfect life, but the best life that I can, then I need to take it to the one who knows me better than I know myself. I need to take it to Jesus, right? I need to model my life off of his. And in Luke chapter 12, it says this. And this is Jesus talking. I like this verse. I'm speaking to you as dear friends. Don't be bluffed into silence or insecurity, or sorry, insincerity, by the threats of religious bullies. So it's saying, don't let people who think that you being a Christian is dumb make you be quiet or make you second-guess yourself or make you not really be what you mean you meant, you know. Just, uh, don't give in to that. <laughs> and then he goes, true, they can kill you. Hopefully that doesn't happen today. <laughs> Maybe back then people would stone people, but that today it's like they really shouldn't. But then what can they do? There's nothing they can do to your soul, your core being. Save your fear for God who holds your entire life, body and soul in his hands. What's the price or two, of two or three pet canaries. And you're like, whoa, what happened? You were just telling us about God and now you're on the market for birds. Like, what's going on? And he goes, some loose change, right? Like, that's how much they're worth. Sorry, it's just flicked down. Some loose change. God never overlooks a single one and he pays even greater attention to you down to the last detail, even numbering the hairs on your head. So don't be intimidated by all this bully talk. You're worth more than a million canaries. Boom. Go Jesus, right? You are worth more than a million canaries. So we know that we need to follow Jesus' example. We know that we need to do that, right? That's not like in case or, or the last resort. We as Christians, we need to follow Jesus' example because he's the one He's our creator. We learned about that, right? He's our creator. He's real. And he knows us. He knows the way that we need to live our life. So if we model our life off of the way that he's lived his, when we read about it in the Bible, that's where we're going to live the best life possible. Yes? So what I'm going to do right now is pick a part of the Bible, right? Like a story where Jesus is in. And we're going to look at what he's doing and we're going to apply that to ourselves and say we need to follow that example, right? Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 16. Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River. The Jordan River, not the Jordan Briffa, the Jordan River. Right? <laughs> the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried talking him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. You're Jesus. What the heck? You're the son of God. I'm not, I, I, you, you, I, what the, John's freaking out. Why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. I don't know what it looked like if it was... Descending like a dove. Yeah, true, it looked like a dove. And settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son. 
who brings me great joy. Bam, Jesus got baptized. Whoa. So if Jesus, let's put this in perspective, right? If Jesus, who's the perfect, blameless son of the living God who created everything in heaven and on earth, he created you and I, he knows the number of hairs on every single one of our heads, he's perfect. If he got baptized, boy, I got to get baptized. I got to get baptized, right? Now, I've been baptized. Put up your hand if you in here have been baptized, just so we can see. Whoa, lots of people, right? Lots of people have been baptized. So we're going to talk about what it means to be baptized, right? If Jesus is saying, let me get that part in the scripture that he said, right? Ready? He goes, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. Jesus said that. I need to get baptized, right? We need to get baptized. We want to live our life modeling off of Jesus. So what does it mean to be baptized? Baptism in a non-Christian sense, it just means to be fully submerged in water. Just like if I've got my Oreo, all right, it's not, it's not a half dip in the top. It's like when you accidentally drop it and it sinks to the bottom, right? And you're like, oh, darn it. There goes my milk and Oreo. And it's both mushed into death. It's terrible. Baptism is not the, the little, like, the little bit. Baptism is the full submission, in, the full submerge in the water, right? Just like, boom, just completely covered in water, right? That's what baptism means. So, in the Christian sense, baptism is actually about leaving your old life behind in that water that you get baptized in, right? You get dunked it. There's a little pool on the stage. I know that you probably don't believe me if you haven't seen it. I can guarantee and verify with all the people that are there. If you move that stage and lift up the thing, there's literally a small pool in there and it's heated. Oh yeah. All right. Now, baptism is just leaving that old life behind in the water. You get baptized and it's like you're saying this in front of everyone that's there. It's a public declaration. It's not, you don't get baptized in private necessarily. We get baptized in public in front of all these people. And it's like all these people are watching you having this thing with God where you say, God, I am choosing to leave that old life behind and move forward into my new life with you. Pastor Jack, our senior pastor, often calls our um, baptism session, like our baptism, um, what's that word called? Service, there you go. Our baptism service thing, like on a Sunday night, uh, Sorry, I'm getting really distracted by little things of people saying that's making me laugh. No, it's okay. Um, he calls it a funeral service sometimes. You're like, what? Well, that's dark, man. But it's not because it's not talking about us dying. It's talking about our old life, the life when we're in sin and we're stuck and we don't have Jesus. Baptism is all about leaving that life behind in the water. And when Pastor Jack says it's a funeral, he's saying, it's like you're literally saying, get out of here, old life. I'm leaving you to die in that water and I'm stepping into a new life that's full of Jesus. I'm stepping into a new life where my focus is no longer myself, but it's God, all right? That's what baptism is. It's not complicated. It's not, you know, like you don't have to do some ritual thing. It's literally just like you get up, you get in there on a Sunday night in front of the church, all right, which is a bit scary. Like it's, it's not like, you know, getting in front of anyone is, is scary, all right? But you get up and you just talk about your little testimony, which is, you know what? My life used to be this, I have God now, and it's like this, and I want to seal the deal. I want to get baptized, and I want to model my life off of what Jesus did. Does that make sense? That's what baptism is, all right? Now, 
I know it's, it seems kind of random in a sense, but baptism is important, okay? And Jesus makes that really clear. And when he says the Great Commission, he doesn't say go into all the world and make disciples, full stop. He goes, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says that. So we need to baptize people. We need to get baptized. We want to live our life modeling what Jesus did. We learned about that in the first half of this preach. So this is just one of the things, right? And if you want to get baptized in two weeks, everyone say two weeks. On the 17th of November, everyone say this. Yeah, 17th of November. Everyone say 17th of November. There's a baptism service on at Sunday night, okay? And if you want to get baptized, which I would, if you haven't been baptized and you're like, I'm serious about this Christian thing, like I'm not just messing around, I want to like seal the deal and set my life on a new course. If that's you, then talk to your year group leader after we split off or at some point tonight and they can hook you up with the information that you need to actually get baptized, which is awesome, all right? Good? Good. So, just coming back to this last point to finish off with, all right? Jesus, how the heck do we know, you know, what his life was? How do we know what we're going to model our life off of? Like, where do, we, where do we know what Jesus was like? The Bible. The Bible. The Word of God. The big book that people carry around or the app that's on my iPad right now. The Bible, all right? That is is where we read about Jesus. So if you want to model your life off Jesus, go to the Bible, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you'll learn a lot about Jesus. And there's a lot of stories where we can look into, just like this one, just about baptism. Next week, Matt's going to talk about the story that came right after that, directly after that, and we're going to learn something new about how we can be more like Jesus. Good? Let me pray. God, thank you for your son, Jesus. And Lord, we just pray that continually, every single day, that you would help us to learn new things about the way that you were, Jesus, so that we can be more like that. God, we want to be more like you. Jesus, we want to live our lives looking at what you do and then just doing it. Not second-guessing, not having fear, God, but walking in brave and saying, you know what, I want to be more like Jesus. And every single day, God, help us to do that. Help us to be more like you.